Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 325 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. 325! Man, I was insistent about that. (laughs) I guess that's a number that gets a rise out of me. And I honestly wonder, am I up to 325 or did I flip the two and the three? Did I? Have I gotten up to 300? Patreon is confusing me because I do a lot on Patreon in between doing these public podcasts. So I don't know, at some point I'll go back and count because it seems like such a big number. So what else do I say at the beginning of these shows? My name is Joanna DeVoe. That's my name. And I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. It is a wonder. It is a wonder that any companies want me <laughs> to partner with them <laughs> to sell their products when I say the word shit at the start of the show. But there are people like that. And I like them, and I appreciate them very much. So, Sue, Sue, Sudio, Sudio. I like saying the name of Sudio, Sudio. It's like studio without the T, Sudio. So guess what? I have partnered with them again, and they're that company that makes those white headphones that I was showing you. I mean, they make other colors. They make your traditional black, but the ones I have are white. Those white headphones I was showing you at the top of the year. Do you remember those? Because I'm wearing them right now. They are so pretty, and I'm such a visual person that I almost love the way they look more than the way they function, which is not to say that they're not awesome that way, too. They totally are. They function. They function most excellently, which is why I am still using them faithfully for every single podcast, month after month. Uh, I also I also got to give away a pair to one of you fine people, so that was really cool, too. They just sent me their latest, hottest new thing, which looks both super cool and totally intimidating to me because it is a Bluetooth thing, wireless earbuds, and... There is a link to those here with a 15% off discount code in the show notes, but I am going to wait to tell you about that because I've got other things on my mind. Less fun things. Not fun at all. Fun, not fun things. Uh, I will be, I think. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how. These things just unfold. <laughs> these these Saturn's Day evening posts unfolds in, in weird, unexpected ways. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. I predict I will probably be my usual goofy self and talk about whatever random things I'm currently excited about, like I do almost every Saturn's Day. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Welcome to Saturn's Day Evening Post number 21. But, 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 I first, I have to, I hope I don't cry doing this either because I keep crying about it. Um, I have to acknowledge everyone that, and this could be triggering for some of you, just let me say that up right, say that up front right now, Triggle, trigger alert, but I do need to, for myself at least, just to acknowledge the lives that were touched in some way by yesterday's violence in Santa Fe, yet another school shooting. My son recently had an incident in which there was a shooting in, he he doesn't go to school anymore, he's an adult with autism, a young adult. And he's been working at this thrift store. And there was a shootout between some bad guys and the cop in the parking lot of the thrift store. And him and 
the other clients in this program had to lay on the floor of their van with their hands on their head for 20 minutes while this was happening. I was very not pleased about that. So, um, see, just talking about it, I'm losing my breath. I feel myself getting upset. You know, it's, it's hard to be a parent these days, probably any days, but God, it's very challenging. And when stuff like this shows up on the news, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. So I want to honor those kids and teachers whose lives were prematurely ended by at least just saying their name. I just want to say their name. So I'm going to do that. They are Christian Riley Garcia, Sabika Sheik, Chris Stone, Ann Perkins, Angelique Ramirez, Kimberly Jessica Vaughn, Shana Fisher, or Shauna maybe, Aaron Kyle McCloyd, Jared Connard Black, and Cynthia Tisdale. Say their names. Say their names. Have you tried to to do that out loud when something like this happens? Just to speak the names of the people that were killed, to say their names out loud. I, I would recommend doing that as a way to honor them, even though you you probably don't know them. Uh, But I would suggest doing that and then seeing where it lands for you. So I, the first time I tried to do that with this particular um, incident, I was just a mess, like just alone in my room trying to say their names out loud because I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about. I mean, as, as a mom, oh, if, if I, if that happened to my son, I would want you to say Tanner DeVoe. Say his name. Don't focus so much on the person who stole his life. Like, he needs to be prosecuted and dealt with, of course. But don't make these these individuals into celebrities. Like, honor the people whose lives were lost. That's my take on it anyway. If I understand this correctly, and it's very hard to understand anything correctly when something like this happens, like numbers get thrown out and statistics and people are yelling at each other and stuff. But if I understand correctly, this is the third school shooting in a week here in America and the 22nd, 22, 22nd school shooting of the new year. And we're not even to June, people. We are, we're getting into this sick cycle here where natural teenage angst, which is intense all on its own, I think it's being compounded with the notoriety we give these killers, which could be misconstrued as a really, let's so hard not to swear, screwed up, desirable kind of fame or glory by certain troubled minds. And is then like mixed into a deadly cocktail of mismanaged mood disorders, violent video games that emotionally desensitize our children at younger and younger and younger ages, an uprising in extremist propaganda making its way into our communities through social social media and chat groups, um, often, by the way, fueled or established by hostile foreign entities. It's, I mean, I could just go on and on. It's it's a bad combination of risk factors to be raising these next generations on, and I feel like we should maybe think about that a little bit. I personally believe that the root cause is of these of this phenomenon that's happening in our time. I think it's multifaceted and will therefore require a multifaceted solution that must include but is also much bigger than achieving better gun control laws. In my opinion, there are at least a few that contribute to the problem as much as easy accessibility to guns. That's that's the main issue that we tend to argue about when something like this happens, something tragic, 
in a school and by the hands of a teenager, we tend to yell at each other about guns. And that is an important component for sure. And we need to come to some sort of agreement to, I believe, test, just test out new laws, just try them out and see how they work. And if, if they don't, work, then we need to keep trying until we find ones that do. Like we are completely in new territory here. We don't we don't have to get it perfect the first try out. But let history know that we at least tried, that we're trying. And and we didn't give up until we put an end to this unnecessary nonsense. Let's not be remembered as a country so divided by hyper bipartisanship that we destroyed ourselves from the inside out. The, um, sorry, I'm trying not to yell at you. (laughs) I'm a mom, okay? The other factors that concern me, and perhaps this is because psychology is one of my primary interests, they include, um, like what I was talking about, the emotional desensitization that is programmed into our children at younger and younger ages with like super violent video games. And then, of course, like the overprescription of mood management drugs, the hyped up daily news that so many people just have running all the time, propaganda, Um, These extremist groups forming communities of hate online, politically motivated division, especially on social media. It's so complex. It's like all of these things. It's so much to consider. And I am not an expert on any of it, on any of these. This, This is just how I, as a totally ordinary, everyday citizen, envision us getting to an actual solution. It's probably going to require that we assess the complexity of it, like from a bird's eye view. That's one of the things that makes working with hawk or eagle or even raven energy so potent. And so, I mean, I guess I'm getting magical here, but my mind just automatically goes there. So... Let's just go there. When a situation feels overwhelming, and I feel like this is one of those situations, when something feels overwhelming or there are too many details to grasp, imagine yourself like soaring high above the problem like an eagle. From that point of view, you're able to see the way the entire patchwork comes together instead of that one little patch of tartan you've been immersed in your whole life. It's, it's, it's not the tartan that makes the quilt, just like it's not that swatch of gray felt or the gingham or the plaid. It's all of them together creating the landscape. Uh, sorry to blend metaphors there, but I do that sometimes. <laughs> On top of that, corvids and birds of prey have an amazing eye For detail, they not only see the bigger picture, they can also zoom in on that one tiny brown mouse in the brown tumbleweedy field or find that shiny button glistening three stories down in the gutter. They've got both the big picture vision and the eye for detail that, in my opinion, our country needs now. And I'll have you know, in case you didn't know this, the bald eagle is literally our national emblem. So maybe it's time we start calling some of that totem energy into our thoughts and prayers and rituals and activism regarding the gun violence terrorizing our families now or any issue that is close to your heart, even on a personal level. Like if you feel too close to it or if it's very complicated, maybe call on some of that energy to soar above, to rise above it and and get a a more clear picture to see um, the forest and not just the tree that you're sitting under. In terms of like the issue at hand right now, like these school shootings and how it's affecting America, I think we would all be amazed at how quickly we could actually come up with a solution to, to this or any other super challenging issue if we shifted our focus from attacking each other and started attacking the problem together, like trying out different things, new things, until we find a solution that works. I sometimes think that 
as a country, and I can only speak as an American, although I know this is true of so many countries around the world, maybe all of them, but I sometimes feel we are, as a collective, becoming a self-harming entity, and that political punditry is the autoimmune disease teaching us to attack our own self. If you... If you see families ripped apart by yet another terrifying school shooting and your first impulse is to hop online to shout at those damn liberals or clueless Republicans or gosh darn burners or whomever you're against and therefore blame for everything, if that, if that is your first impulse, if you just like hop online and start insulting people and putting people down and blaming them, people that aren't directly related to what just happened, I think it might be a good idea to ask yourself why you do that. Is it is it a self-protective thing? Is it because you live to be right? Maybe it's because you believe social media is a form of activism and you want to be part of the thunderclap that creates the desired shift, like once and for all. And and that there's no time like the present to like harness the anger and the sadness like right when when this bad shit happens. If that is you and you're into social media based activism, that is totally badass. I'm all about it. I think it would be even more badass if you developed a style of communicating that is not focused on trying to shame your fellow citizens into adopting your particular point of view, which never works. You can't be like, you're a moron. Now hear me out. (laughs) You've already lost them at you're a moron or a libtard or whatever the word is that you like to use to insult people. It might be worth taking a moment, maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking here. It might be worth taking a moment to like center yourself in the intention. Like, what is my intention here? I'm posting this on Twitter to, you know, if your intention is to create change or to be a part of the change, like really feel into that before you let it rip on the internet and then start learning the language that reaches across the aisle and gets solution-oriented conversations going. I I am also, I'm a big fan of investigative journalism, and I believe that the best investigative journalism is downright heroic, for sure. People risk their lives. People risk their lives to get, to tell you the truth. Um, but there's also this very well-greased and greasy media machine that thrives on clickbait and winning the ratings race and doing whatever it takes to hook you in, including terrifying you into place. And if you add to that the opposing political parties who have learned to harness their most prominent charismatic advocates to like then leverage that greasy media machine in order to play this weird, sick, game of high-risk political football with the most vulnerable lives, you can see maybe how we've gotten ourselves into this situation. And when I say the most vulnerable lives, I'm talking about the poverty-stricken, the disabled, immigrants, minorities of all kinds, our children, and those who can't speak for themselves like animals in the actual planet that we live on. Because resources, people, resources, greed or God. And if you picked God, I regret to inform you that greed has co-opted the party of God and you're all in this together now. So, (laughs) ugh, ugh, ugh. So, yes, for sure, thoughts And the most loving prayers for the families who are grieving the children that they lost yesterday or their loved ones. And here is hoping that we all grow up and come together to create a collective change of heart that leads to an expedited solution. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's my rant about that. I had to do it. I had to do it. Isn't it weird how less than 24 hours after those precious kids were stolen from their families, 
the royal wedding is dominating like every trend on social media. And uh, I have been on a social media fast for a few, quite a few days now. It didn't start out that way. I didn't mean to go on a social media fast. I just got super duper duper busy. I am currently writing on assignment in addition to whatever other things I'm always trying to do. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I like wasn't even, I didn't have time to do social media. But then I realized like, well, hold, this is feeling really, really, really good on my brain. It's feeling good. So I just kind of kept it going. And um, I popped in this morning to be like, maybe I'll just tip my toe back in and like see who's talking to me and I'll talk back to them. So I I, I dipped into Twitter this morning and I was just like, ah, it's just all like all the details of the royal wedding, the royal wedding. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to go there right now. I thought people would be talking about the, um, Santa Fe, but I guess I guess not. And I definitely 100 percent do not mean to shame anybody who is enjoying the royal wedding. Not at all. We need joy. We need celebration always go on with yourself, like have fun for sure. Um, especially when the world feels like it's going to hell in a handbasket. It's just striking to me how quickly we're able to move on now when another shooting, another shooting makes international news. It's like we're getting used to it. And I, I don't think that's a good thing. That's not something I ever want to get used to. Yeah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to keep harping on this, but, um, I assure you, I will have my fun this weekend. I'm actually trying to post this early because I'm supposedly heading to the Pasadena Lit Fest this afternoon. And if all goes well, I will be there tomorrow too because books. Books are my royal wedding, okay? So <laughs> you can have your royal wedding and I will have my literature festival, uh, which I freaking hope I can get to. I'm currently about to miss the first panel that I wanted to see because I am sitting here waiting on a plumber. <laughs> if you've ever waited on a plumber, you know that it's really, really silly to spend your time waiting by waiting <laughs> or by like anticipating that you're going to get anywhere on time if you have to like be somewhere. So I was like, I'm just going to record my podcast because who knows when they will show up, right? <laughs> so I've had a weird thing with water happening in the last, I don't even know, 24 hours or so. Um, it started, I think, I, I, I did a fabulous interview that we'll post on Tuesday with uh, Lisa Marie Basile. Do you know who she is? I hope I just said her last name right. I've been practicing Lisa Marie, if you're listening. Uh, but she was talking about being like, such a water witch and a water sign. Like we got into all of that. And then this morning I pulled the four of cups, like water stuff. Right. And then I went on a walk not too long ago, actually. And I was walking by this apartment building and there was a waterfall coming out of a two story window, like just water pouring down. I was like, that's really weird. I couldn't figure out how the water it was one of those windows that if you were standing there, it would probably reach you at like chest height or shoulder height. So I was like, what is happening? Is somebody like locked themselves in the bathroom and turned the water on? Is this a, is this a Guillermo del Toro moment? Is, what is happening? And uh, the shape of water, like who's, what is going on up there? And I started worrying, like, what if something bad is happening? I better tell the people. So I marched up the stairs to knock on the stranger's door to tell them. Water is coming out of this window like a waterfall. And apparently they knew it, it's their shower. <laughs> I'm like, huh, all right, okay, just all right, have a nice day. <laughs> they might want to get that fixed. I don't really even understand how the shower, it must, the shower water must be like aimed at that window or something because it really was like a thin sheet of waterfall coming out of this window. <laughs> so then I'm going home to take a bath. More water stuff, right? And uh, 
there's water on my yard because the plumbing, the toilet has backed up and is coming out this little, I don't know what those, what are those tubes on really old houses? There's like a, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what to call it. A sewer tube. There's like a black, big PVC kind of pipe that you could stick your hand down, which I never would do because that's disgusting that this toilet water and toilet paper and other disgusting things come out of and it's starting to flood into the neighbors. And I'm like, awesome. Woohoo. I'm so glad I have plans to go to Pasadena to the literary festival today. Uh, so that's why I'm waiting on a plumber right now. That is why. And I took my bath anyway, just to let you know. <laughs> So maybe the water smells a little bit more girly than it than it did before. I like to think that I was helping the plumber. I I was making the water not smell as bad with my with my bath bomb. <laughs> uh, I also because I like to tell you about things as when I buy them and then I think they're cool. You might hear something crackling. I bought myself a prize. I have been. Working on this novel series that I keep mentioning that I love, and much of it takes place in Big Sur. And if you know anything about me, if you know me very well at all, you know like Big Sur is my idea of heaven on earth. It's my favorite, 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 favorite place. And so I've been checking out this little, it's just a thin little um, notebook, like a little journal on Etsy that is a picture of the coastline of Big Sur. It's so pretty. And it's like folded in half. So the image wraps around the front and back cover. And I'm like, oh, I just love that so much. And it wasn't expensive, but I do this thing where I I make rewards for myself. Like, uh, I don't know. I'll I'll just enjoy like watching a thing online and being like, I'm going to buy that for myself when I meet this financial goal or I meet this work challenge for myself. Like I build in little rewards to keep it fun for myself. So um, this was my reward for meeting a a personal challenge that I made for myself. And I, where's, where's the little paper? There's a little paper that came with it that I wanted to read to you because I love Companies like this, I get a kick out of ordering from small businesses anyway, and a lot of them are on Etsy, so I just really enjoy doing that because I used to sell on Etsy long, long, long time ago. I'm a small business. I know what those orders mean, um, especially when you're just getting started or you're a small, really tiny little company. So Melanie is the woman behind this brand, Lemony on the Hills. Lemony on the Hills. And it's spelled lemon with two E's. Lemony on the Hills. Melanie from Lemony on the Hills. <laughs> and what I what I liked, why I drug this out to tell you, is the little thank you card. Little, so You often get like little handwritten thank you cards, but this is a cute little thing that she had printed up. It says, thank you for shopping small in a world full of choices. You chose me and this made my day. I hope your purchase will brighten up yours as well. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? I love it. I just love it. So crackle, crackle, crackle. That's my new book. Speaking of books, my weekend being about books. And my idea is I want to create, this is not, this is not my own idea. Although I don't know if anybody's ever called it a book of shadows. I want to create a book of shadows for this. It's a five part fantasy novel series. And I learned in my learning adventures, I like to listen to people um, talk about writing because that's fun and it keeps me going and inspired. And I learned that some writers keep like a, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a log or a journal if you're doing a big, huge, epic fantasy or you're doing like a multi-part series. You you create like this kind of index where you don't get confused and you can remember everybody's history and, and what color eyes this guy has and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I'm going to create a book of shadows for my book series. <laughs> so it'll be a slim, it'll be a slim little book of shadows, but I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. And uh, so that's what I'm going to use that for. A book of shadows for this five book fantasy series that I'm having so much fun with. 
And then another thing that I I haven't I haven't yet put this on my rewards list is uh, this Dumbledore painting. It's so cool. It looks like a very old oil painting of Dumbledore. And I like to visit it on Etsy. Uh, I haven't put it on my rewards yet, rewards list yet, because he is slightly pricey for my my home's non-existent art budget. <laughs> and truth be told, I don't want to upset my Christian family by putting him right next to my portrait of Jesus which is where he for sure belongs and where I want to put him. <laughs> That's where I see him. Is that so wrong? When I look at this particular painting of Dumbledore, he's like sleeping in his portrait like he like he would be actually in if if Hogwarts was real, which it probably is, I'm just saying. Uh he's just sleeping in his chair like he's like he's waiting to be roused and consulted on the next Wizarding World emergency. And um, <laughs> I think he would look right at home next to Salvador Mundi because they're in a similar color palette and and they look like they could be from the same era of art, kind of, sort of. They both look like these old oil paintings. So Salvador Mundi is Leonardo da Vinci's depiction of Jesus. And Salvador Mundi means savior of the world. So can I put the savior, savior of the world next to Hogwarts headmaster? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna at some point. Um, and the next, this is really weird. I told you things would get weird. This was, I told you, and here we go. <laughs> An extremely blasphemous thought that that I recurringly have is, what if Jesus really did exist? Some people think he did not exist, that he's more like of a, a myth than an actual human. Other people insist, yes, Jesus did walk this earth. So let's say he did. What if he existed? But back in the day... I'm afraid to say it. I'm going to share my brain with you, okay? If you throw tomatoes at me, just know I can't feel it. This is this is the radio. <laughs> what if what if Jesus existed back in the day, but he was more like an Oprah figure or Deepak Chopra and his legend just grew and got added to over the years and mashed up with ancient mythology? And then, of course, layered over with plenty of fear-mongering propaganda about burning in hell for if you ever, like, don't follow the church's rules. Talk about political football. <laughs> that is how I think that we got the current Bible that we have. A lot, it's just made its way through a lot of political eras of which the church was very intertwined. So I know that this might be an outlandish line of thinking, but I think it. I think it, and I think it often. As far and as far as I know, the Bible wasn't the first bits of the Bible. It wasn't; they weren't even written until like fifty to a hundred years after the death of the of the uh, proposed historical Jesus. So, I'm probably going too far here, but but what if someone like Eckhart Tolle, or the Hugging Saint that so many people love. The Hugging Saint. People love to tell me about the Hugging Saint and how I have to get a hug from her. What if a person like that existed when people like that were a rarity and folks had no way of videotaping or audio recording those teachings? And then something like 50 years after that person dies, a super fan writes a best-selling biography on their teachings, based purely on memory and interviews and legend and hearsay. <laughs> what if that's how we, however many centuries later, got the Jesus we know today? I feel like that's within the realm of possibilities. Is that just totally nutty to say? <laughs> what if another great flood wipes out 90% of our, cult our culture? In another 50 years from now, let's say, and then archaeologists of the future 
pick through the remains of that and decide that Oprah Winfrey surely must have been our queen or maybe like our primary goddess that we worshipped her and that our shopping malls, which by then would be reduced to rubble, save for like the big ass P.F. Chang horse that's out front (laughs) and maybe some Forever 21 mannequins. What if that was all that remained? What then? Who will history say we were? (laughs) The Jesus on my wall. The Jesus on my wall. The Leonardo da Vinci's depiction of Jesus. He looks like a mystic or a magic man of some kind. He is holding the anima mundi in his hands, the world's soul, the savior of the world, holding the soul of the world. And I like that Jesus. I think da Vinci's Jesus is cool. Plus, he's quite feminine looking, like almost like the Mona Lisa with the beard, which gives me major Mary Magdalene vibes and makes me think of them, Mary and Jesus, kind of superimposed onto each other to form one genderless God force. And and I, I think it's way groovy, man. It's way, way, way groovy. I cannot wait to dive into this Leonardo da Vinci biography I have. It's super big, so I feel like I have to make a thing of it, like dedicate my summer to getting through it. But he's so such a fascinating person. So from guns to God to Dumbledore, greetings, visitors from the future. This is 2018 in America. <laughs> and for those of you just landing on this particular episode as your first experience of the podcast, let me say two things. One, I really don't. I, I don't usually get political. That is very unusual for this show. And two, these Saturn's Day evening posts are just for fun. It's just to blow off some steam and be silly. If you are looking for a more structured how-to-do-magic type podcast, you probably will prefer the Tuesday episodes here, which are more about exploring like one magical concept at a time. Personal development with a touch of magic is how I like to describe it. So uh, I also post interviews on Tuesdays sometimes too, and I have a really sweet one with a super groovy witch, like I said, coming up this Tuesday. So don't run away just yet. There is good stuff, very good stuff on the immediate, on the, the, the immediate horizon. Having said that, I must now... Tell you about my new favorite food. (laughs) I got it. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this. I sometimes worry that I am turning into, I'm turning these uh, weekend posts into like the home shopping network of podcasts because I'm always telling you about the new things that I spent my money on. (laughs) And you should too. Hey, (laughs) yay, buy all the things. So part of me is like, Maybe I should refrain from telling this because I'm definitely going to sound like a commercial. But then this other part of me is like, but yeah, that's great because what small business doesn't love a free commercial? And this person or these people, whoever owns this company, most likely has no idea that I exist at all, much less this podcast. And they certainly aren't paying me to promote their product. So I want to share what I want to share, and I'm gonna. I've got two words for you, my friends. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Memorize it. Rabbit hole. And the next time you are in a health food store in California, one that is not Whole Foods, because Whole Foods isn't on the hip, hip, hip cutting edge of the foodie awesomeness. So if you find yourself in a California health food store that is not Whole Foods, like someplace like Erewhon or Lassen's, run, don't walk, run to the frozen food section to see if they have herbed mushroom lasagna by Rabbit Hole Foods. I am telling you, I'm telling you as someone who has eaten a weird allergy restricted diet for many, 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 many years now, I know. I am an authority on the difference between good, dairy-free, gluten-free stuff and the stuff that isn't. And Rabbit Hole Foods herbed 
mushroom lasagna definitely is the good stuff. It is so creamy and so chewy and so gluteny and so cheesy while somehow being gluten-free and vegan. I don't even know how this is happening, but I'm telling you it's happening. Whoever makes this stuff is a genius or a magician. They're probably a genius magician. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like to try new things. I like, and I, and I always hope they're going to be amazing, but like this one's, this one blew my hair back. I'm very excited about it. And I feel like the whole world should know. Don't you love that when you find a new favorite thing? I think that that must be the driving force behind Pinterest. <laughs> As a user, I mean, like it's all about getting that little hit of dopamine that you get when you find a new favorite thing. Only if you're sitting around on Pinterest all afternoon, you're finding 30 new favorite things in one session <laughs> and your brain's all lit up like ding, ding, ding. Hopefully, hopefully, if that is you, you have the self-restraint to like make sure your credit card <laughs> doesn't take its cues from that part of your brain. So like ka-ching doesn't necessarily have to follow the ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, yes, we should also circle back uh, to last weekend's podcast conversation about puka, puka tea, puka. Oh, gosh. And I wanted to tell you, too, about, uh, uh, I wanted to tell you about my new love affair with Stephen King, but I think I will have to save that for next week because, one, I have talked my face off here for who knows how many it's already. It feels like it's been a lot. <laughs> and I have a lot to say about Stephen King right now. And, two, I need to figure out how to become an affiliate of Audible because I am loving Audible right now, and, and I want to get in on that. I do. I feel like... I feel a lot of audiobook recommendations coming on here and and I want to and I want to keep learning how to monetize the podcast without being a total jerk about it. I think the best approach for me is is to keep affiliate links and sponsored posts restricted to only what I am currently truly 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 excited about. Just to keep it honest, you know what I mean? Uh, Moonfelt Malas. I loved working with Allison of Moonfelt Malas. That lady is all class, and she has honored her end of the bargain with such integrity. That giveaway for the Malas, the felted wool Malas, that was so much fun. And the awesome Scorpio queen who won it was a perfect match. So win, win, win. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my resistance to monetizing the podcast more and more when things like that happen when I'm like yeah that felt really good and fun <laughs> more of that please I also very much enjoy Studio that that Swedish company who makes the headphones that I am currently wearing and told you about at the top of the show and um I guess I'll, I'll tell you about, about the thing that they just sent me in more detail because I said I would do that too. They just sent me these super cool looking wireless earbuds, which I agreed to tell you all about, but also I'm a little freaked out about because I, I really, I never did figure out how to use Bluetooth, which makes me a total liar because I said I would do that and... I won't, I, I, and I could get away the, the headphones that I'm wearing. They, they have Bluetooth capability, but I've always just used the cord. I told you I would figure out the Bluetooth and I did not. I did not. I'm still using the cord, <laughs> but I will not be able to use these earbuds, which means I won't be able to give you a, a genuine review if I don't figure out how to use Bluetooth. So I, I, I said yes. I said yes to this particular promotion in order to pressure myself to get with the Bluetooth program. It can't be that hard to figure out. It probably takes all of two seconds for real. And here, here I am like psyching myself out about it for years because I am a super slow, slow technology adopter. I'm a technology resistor. I am such an old lady that way. So... 
I don't know. <laughs> what I can say for sure is that these earbuds, they look they look very futuristic in a streamlined, elegant way that I definitely appreciate. And the packaging, as always, is perfection. You feel like you're getting something special in the mail when they arrive because you are. I just love it when companies have that kind of pride in what they do. And why are we talking about businesses today? We just are. I don't know. Um, and I love when, when you can see that they have the desire to thrill their customers. And I actually think that's where commerce is headed. I think that treating customers like they are special is going to become the norm because there's a lot of competition. And hey, guess what? <laughs> Your customers are special. They are collectively your boss and they can go running to the competition the second you make them feel like crap for dealing with you. So I feel like more and more customers are going to get with the program and start putting some energy into like how they treat their customers, which by the way, Overtone, the company that I ordered those, uh, that rose gold hair conditioner that is not dye, but deposits, I don't know, pink into your hair. <laughs> I got the pink. Uh, that company is, is turning out to be very cool too. I, I actually opened the box to my purchase while Amber was here doing laundry. Not that she can't do laundry at her own place. We were just trying to squeeze in a hangout before she got on an airplane the next morning for a trip with her mommy, which is so nice. And it was kind of fitting that she was here when my overtone arrived because we literally were just talking about that last weekend on the podcast we did together. She was my co-host, my first co-hosting situation. <laughs> and you all apparently love Amber, so that's very cool. I think I will have her back on at some point. Maybe we'll make a regular thing of it. But packaging, packaging, packaging. I'm talking about packaging. They get it. The overtone people get it. Like when the you open the box, it has, it's like a white box, very nice white box. And you open it up to reveal like bold type, like black bold type across the inside of the box says, let's take a shower together, which is so cute. Let's take a shower together. And because they like to brag that you can use their product in even a hot shower. I'm not a hair dye specialist, so I guess you formerly had to use cold water to dye your hair or to use a conditioner like this. I don't know, but they like to brag that you can do it with hot water too. So there's like a little correction over the sentence that says hot. So it says, let's take a hot shower together. <laughs> so I did it. I did it. I did it in the bathtub and I did not read that you need gloves. Um, in addition to being technolo technologically resistant, I also don't like reading directions. So I put the stuff in the bathtub. I put it on the ends of my hair, like halfway down to try to create like an ombre effect. And I looked at my hands and they were very, very pink. So then I read the directions and it said that you should wear disposable gloves. So I'm like, washing my hands, washing my hands. I did intend to take a shower to rinse it out. I wasn't just going to like dip my head under the bath water. Uh, but I, I think I got it all out. And then that's what the picture is that goes with this. This particular episode is a picture of me with my hair wet, having freshly, I hope, dyed my hair. It's still wet right now while I'm talking to you, but I can see in the mirror opposite me that is drying and the ends are lightly pink, which is super cute. I'm very happy with it. Um, so what in the hell was I talking about? I don't know. Oh, Bluetooth. I promise. I pinky swear promise that I will get with the program and figure out how to use these Bluetooth earbuds this week in order to be able to give you a proper review next Saturn's Day. So wish me luck. I, I probably need it. <laughs> Please send magical Bluetooth vibage my way that I can figure this out and tell you all about it. Um, I don't know. I feel like a dork for even saying this because it's something that that kids do really, really fast. And when I was telling Amber, I also opened the studio earbuds when she was here, both 
both came on the same day, the overtone in the studio. <laughs> and she's like, I'll show you how to do it. It's like, like, it's no big deal. So it's probably one of those things I've done this many times in my life where I resist, resist, resist. And then I finally go to do it. And I was like, okay, I feel like a total dork. This is a super easy thing to do. Why did I put it off so long? So I will say right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, Lady, I love Bluetooth. Yay, Bluetooth. And I totally need some wireless earbuds in my life right now. For you, as I have mentioned, I have included a link and a discount code that will give you 15% off if you use that link and discount code, which is Hippie Witch. Hippie Witch. All caps, no spaces. Hippie Witch. I feel like you can remember that because you're listening to the Hippie Witch podcast right now. <laughs> And this really is turning into a full-on infomercial, so, which was not my intention, but let me pull this up, this email, and I will just read, where's the email? I will just read to you what Studio has to say about these earbuds, and I will make this an official, an official infomercial. <laughs> uh, let's see, okay, okay, they're called Neva, Neva. It's their new thing, Neva. With its remarkably compact... Oh, jeez, Joanna, focus. Let's try this again. I don't know what M in 10M range stands for. What do you think that is? 10M range. Is that a Bluetooth thing? Should I know what that is? 10M. I don't know. I'm just going to say 10M, okay? <laughs> With its remarkably compact construction and 10M range... Neva lets you free the sound. The true wireless model features Bluetooth 4.2 technology and 3.5 hours of battery life, all without overlooking Studio's distinct minimalist style. And while we're on the topic of style, Neva's charging case doubles as a contemporary design piece that can go anywhere you do for an additional four Charges bringing total playtime to a whopping 17.5 hours. So, whether you're out chasing adventure or just moonwalking across the kitchen floor, do it without the wires. I think that's pretty cute. Whoever is doing their copy, I like it. I like it. That is some good copy. <laughs> so, there's that. And back to Puka. That's where it originally started this whole thing. <laughs> Puka, which is actually Pukka. I definitely was saying it wrong, which I had the sneaking suspicion I was saying it wrong, but I just carried on because I think puka sounds funny. <laughs> um, but pukka, pukka tea. I have since learned that that is the proper pronunciation thanks to the lovely Gemma Hardy on Facebook. So she had this to say, to say about Pukka, Pukka tea. <laughs> Hi, Joanna. Loved your show today. Yes, my BFF and I met at uni and have that girl-mance still going on. Girl-mance. So cute. I also love the tea you talk about. I always said Pukka as in you in luck. In the UK, Pukka means brilliant, good, fantastic, or really yummy. It is a southern phrase around the London area. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. Brilliant, good, fantastic, or really yummy. I would name my tea brand that, <laughs> if that's what it meant, if I knew what pukka meant. So pukka, I hope any pukka fanatics listening to that episode, or God forbid, the people who actually created pukka tea... <laughs> I hope you all realize we were just joking around and that 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 our vitriol was reserved exclusively for for one ingredient, licorice root, pukka, pukka, the fancy brand of tea with the gorgeous fairy packaging really, really loves to sneak licorice into their formulas, which is excellent news if you love licorice. I happen to feel the opposite. <laughs> about the licorice. I have bought many boxes of pucka tea because it's beautiful, <laughs> but I'm like the princess and the pea when it comes to licorice in the tea. You can stack all the mattresses of wonderful flavors on top of it, and I will still feel that damn licorice pea. I know it is there. I can taste it. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> that is what we were joking about. Just the ingredients, not the brand of tea. And uh, one last thing, one last thing before I go, because this I actually wrote down and wanted to remember. I also got a question about Tuesday's episode on creating magical channels. It was called Preparing Channels of Belief and Opportunity, and it was the last episode um, before this one. So I got a question about it that I thought might be the answer might be of use to a few people listening right now. So I just decided to answer it on the podcast. Um, So this also comes from Facebook. Michelle on Facebook writes, Okay, I've been listening to your podcast on an app, the one you did on 5-15-18. I've been... uh, I've been playing the lottery since 1996. What would be the best method on winning the jackpot or $1 million? (laughs) That question scares me (laughs) because I don't want to be responsible for anybody like buying lottery tickets or anything like that. I don't want to be responsible in that way, but I have a thoughts. I have a thoughts about magic and and working with channels of magic. I would say if you've been playing the lottery since 1996 and you haven't won anything. Maybe you've won like smaller uh little miniature jackpots or something and um but if you've literally you haven't won anything except for like here buy more tickets that is not a channel for you and that could be for different reasons and it could be that i don't know maybe like if you want to get really esoteric about it maybe your soul doesn't resonate with that result on in some ways maybe you have a belief system in place that maybe you have shame around money or a disbelief that you don't deserve it you haven't earned it you're not worthy of it in some way maybe you have a belief that those kinds of things only happen to other people and they're never going to happen to you money is the root of all evil it could be any one of those things. Or it could be that you're focused on too too small of a channel because you're focused on winning the lottery when when maybe also I would ask you to question the one million dollars. Like what does that number mean to you? And and is your why big enough? Like why a million dollars? Why that number? And to really like dig into why. Like what is it that that I think winning a pile of money that large, like if I won a million dollars, what do I think that would do for my life? Are you looking for a sense of freedom? I suspect that might be what it is. And are there other ways to achieve that? Can you like widen your channel? Even if you decide it has to be a million dollars, it must be, you can still widen your channel by saying, but it doesn't have to come through the lottery. You could start just doing really simple magic around opening your own mind to the possibilities and and finding new ways to expand that channel and open that channel without harming anyone. Because I know a lot of people, they get into like a fear thing when they're trying to manifest something like that because they're afraid like somebody will die in order for them to inherit the money or that a bad accident will happen and that that's how the money will come about. A lot of people have beliefs, superstitions and beliefs around that kind of stuff. So if that's you, definitely like work that into your magic and say like, you know, I I intend to manifest a million dollars without harming anybody or bringing tragedy into anybody's life like you can word it that way if you're very law of attraction and you're like but I don't want to say anything negative in my magic I mean there's so many different ways that you can go (laughs) with approaching this but the essence would be check your belief system for sure check your belief system and and look look to see if you can either form many different channels for this million dollars to find its way to you or if you can just widen the current channel that you're looking at and before you even start doing that I would really like dig into just this idea of what a million dollars means to you 
what you think it will achieve. And then, and then another great thing to do when you're trying to manifest anything um, is always first identify what the feeling is you think the thing will, will generate in your life, and then to look for ways to create that now. So if like freedom is the thing that you think this money will create for you, start every day looking for ways to feel more free and to create more freedom in your life in order to get into alignment with the experience of freedom. It might be very, very tiny at first. You might be like locking myself in the bathroom and hiding for my kids for 10 minutes while they eat their lunch feels a little bit like freedom to me. So I'm going to do that every afternoon. I'm just going to lock myself in there for a little bit, maybe longer than 10 minutes. Maybe I'll bust out a magazine and have a cup of tea on the bathroom floor hiding from my children (laughs) while they're entertained with cartoons. Like just start looking for freedom, 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 freedom. And really it's okay to keep the million dollars in mind as like the ultimate freedom, but like, how are you going to get in alignment with that experience? Right. And you, and how can you start doing that right now? That that's my recommendation. Those are my thoughts. If anybody else wants to chime in, feel free to do it on social media. (laughs) And, um, there's probably jillions of other things I haven't mentioned, but I will just end this here now and say, Stay safe, my friends. Stay safe. Be blessed. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.